Hi, and welcome back to this week's episode of HFC. So this week we're looking at Psalm 77, and the verse that we're going to be specifically looking at is Psalm 77, verse 19. But I wanted to read the entire section just because the other section just, I don't know how to put it other than it just hits my brain and it's like, wow, it's its impressive. There's nothing really to talk about for those sections, but it just sounds pleasing, I guess. I'll go ahead and read it and hopefully it'll make sense. So starting with Psalm 77 verse 16, and then we'll stop at 19, which is what we're going to be looking at. Psalm 16, oh, sorry, verse 16 says, the waters saw you, God. The waters saw you and writhed. The very depths were convulsed. The clouds poured down water. The heavens resounded with thunder. Your arrows flashed back and forth. Your thunder was heard in the whirlwind. Your lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and quaked. Your path led through the sea, your way through the mighty waters, though your footprints were not seen. Like I said, I just, that first verse, I just, there's something about it that just, is just like, wow, to me. And it's not necessarily what I want to talk about, but it's just like, I couldn't not read that section and not include that. The waters saw you, God. The waters saw you and writhed. The very depths were convulsed by just the mere sight of him, by the mere presence now that's 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 a kind of presence with you know quotation marks. Anyway, um so verse 19, your path led through the sea, your way through the mighty waters, though your footprints were not seen. And there's nothing I guess super deep that stood out to me. <sighs> um unless I guess I, I don't know. Um like the wording there. Uh, your path led through the sea, your way through the mighty waters, though your footprints were not seen. It just brings up imagery of, you know, when Moses and the Israelites were fleeing from Egypt and they're going through that water. And I guess the thoughts that come to me are impossible. Um, does it make sense? Um, uncertain, unsure, um, illogical. Because these are the words that pop up into my mind when I'm thinking, you know, where should we walk? Like if I was going to decide where I should make my path and, you know, how I should get to a certain place, my least, you know, or my last choice would be to make a path through the waters, through the ocean or through waves or through anything that's, you know, not a straight path on like a road or something. It's like if I was going on a GPS or something and the GPS told me to drive off a cliff, like that just doesn't make sense to me. That's illogical. Or if I'm driving and the GPS says, turn right here, and it's into a deep, deep ocean or a lake or something. It just doesn't make sense. I cannot see the path there. I cannot see where I should be going. I cannot see how I should be going or why I should be going in that direction. And so I guess in the same way, this verse is making me imagine those things. It's putting into mind that imagery of being that person at the edge of the oceans of being Moses and the Israelites as they approach the ocean and have no idea how in the world they're supposed to cross this. In my mind, I'm like, great, Moses just screwed us. We're about to die. Thank you, Moses. We escaped only to be murdered out here. Um, and you know, those Egyptians are going to be upset. They're probably going to torture us in some way or, you know, dole out their wrath somehow. It's not going to be like a pleasant death, like, oh, old age or something. At least that's what I always assume is a pleasant death, just dying from the 
fact of dying naturally. Um, and so I'm imagining this, and I'm imagining approaching the Red Sea, and I'm imagining in my mind the thoughts that would be coming up, the thoughts of this is impossible, this is illogical, this does not make sense, there is no visible or reasonable way to choose this as my path forward. But that's again why at the same time it's like it's a simple word, but it it just it's like all books. I feel like when you take into account what it's saying and imagine it and make it relatable to yourself. And sometimes I think that's what we're missing when we're looking at the Bible. One of the best things that you're supposed to learn when you're going to school is making connections, text to self, text to text, text to world, you know making a, a, a connection and making it relatable to yourself because that's a, a better way to understand something and it's a better way to not forget something. Um, so I'm making this text to self and I'm imagining myself in the situation. I'm asking myself, what would I do if I was in the situation? What kind of thoughts would come up? Where would I be if I didn't have God? And yet I do. And so I read this with new understanding that sometimes God's path may lead through the sea, that his way leads through the mighty waters, though his footprints were not seen. If I were those those Israelites, if I was Moses coming up to that sea, I would not have any idea of how God would um, get us from one place to another. I wouldn't have any idea how we would make it through that ocean. And yet, that's kind of what this verse is saying. It doesn't have to be an ocean. It doesn't have to be waters. It doesn't have to be physical waters. We could say it's a tumultuous, you know, problem. Like we're coming up to a big challenge. We're coming up to big something that doesn't make sense. I find it um, unreasonable to be in this place. I find it illogical to be here. I find it to make like the least sense out of all the other options. God, why would you bring me here? God, why would you put me here? God, why would you do this? And yet, that last part, though your footprints were not seen. And it's like a simple thought, but I feel like when we make that connection, it just, I don't know, maybe I'm, I don't know. It just, it just feels different when I take myself and I imagine myself standing there at those waters, heat coming down because they're in the middle of like, I don't, I don't know, like they're in the middle of plains I'm imagining and there's all these people looking at me and they're expecting me to get them out of something. They're expecting me to help them. And I'm like, uh, seriously, you're not only do I have to deal with the Egyptians that are probably going to come kill me now, I have to deal with the anger of the very people who followed me here, who believed that I would lead them out of here in somehow or some way or another. And yet I have no one else to turn to but you. And to take this connection to myself, I I think of all the things that God has talked to me about. I think of all the promises, the dreams, the memories, the ideas, the beliefs that I carry along with me, and all my hopes and wants and desires, and I'm I'm walking with them, and I've come up to this ocean, and and, and they're looking at me like, you gave up, like, there's no way, like, we've failed, and yet God is there with me, and He's making a path that I have not seen. He has led me to a water that doesn't seem logical, that doesn't seem reasonable, that doesn't seem to make any sense whatsoever. 
And though I cannot see them yet, his footprints are already there. His path is already there, just covered by what I believe to be the impossible, by what I believe to be an ocean that's immovable, that doesn't have any retainable shape other than its container. In this case, the container would be, you know, the, the world that I cannot physically move enough of this water to get me and my dreams and my hopes and my visions and and my wants and desires through this, that I cannot get to where I feel that God is leading me to go to what all the things that I've I've desired, like security, um not, you know, to be rich, but to be financially secure, to have a healthy life, to have a family, that all those things. And I have all these desires and dreams and it's me and I've I've been going through my life, you know, with God by my side. And I'm like, God, I'm going to follow your lead. And he's so far giving me a fire tornado because that's the thing. Um, and he's given me a cloud to, to shield me from the unbearable sun because that's what the, you know, the Israelites had. And I've come up to this ocean and all my hopes and dreams and desires are like, hey, did you give up on us? Like, this is impossible. And I'm imagining them being there with me and me just being like, God, do something. I know that you have something planned. Just do something. And waiting on God as those Egyptians get closer and closer, as the the physical, biological deadlines to the end of my dreams gets closer and closer, as, you know, time the pressure of time starts to press and press and press more and more on us as the pressure of finances starts to press more and more and more on us, threatening to push us either into the ocean to our death or threatening to overwhelm us and kill us in and of themselves. And that's what I'm imagining, a metaphor for our lives, a metaphor for where we're at right now. And when I make those connections, I'm more capable of understanding what it was like to be those Egyptians, what it was like to be in that situation, what I should be doing, how to listen to this word. And and I begin to realize, wow, this verse is powerful. That though, you know, all these things are coming up against me, that I know that this fear, this challenge that I've come up to, this ocean that I've seen, the water's now see God. The waters have seen him and are writhing. The very depths are convulsed. Every part of that ocean is is writhing, is moving. That the clouds are pouring down water. The heavens resounding with thunder. The, his arrows flashing back and forth. The thunder was heard in the whirlwind. His lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and quaked. And that his path led through this sea, through this challenge, his way made through the mighty waters, though his footprints were not seen. And it gives me hope. And it gives me joy by receiving and understanding it, by making that connection. I am able to say, you know what? I feel the pressure of time. I feel the pressure of health. I feel the pressure of finances. I feel the pressure of, you know, um, What's the word? Uh, it's 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 like peer pressure. <laughs> um, 
giving in, I guess, to society. I feel the pressure of, of being, or, uh, or, you know, physical needs like food, water, a house, uh, over my head, or sorry, a roof over my head. And I feel all those things. And I realize that just like the Egypt, no, sorry, just like the Israelites waiting and being pressed between two impossibilities, the impossibilities of the Egyptians showing up and being, wow, hi, oh, sorry, we see that you're stuck here. Let us just, we'll just give you more time while you figure that out. And the impossibility of that ocean that they had right before them, that they knew they could not physically cross with all those things that they had brought with them. All those hopes, those dreams, those desires, those hopes, those um, things that they felt they were promised to be delivered from the Egyptians, right? For me to be delivered from, um, you know, death, I don't know, just that we each have all of our own pressures that are pressuring, that are coming upon us, whether it be time, you know, life, health, finances, um, food, uh, social pressure, pressure from our job, that there is all those pressures that could be our metaphorical Egyptians chasing after us. And then we have this challenge in front of us that could be we don't have enough money, we don't have enough time, we don't have enough life. We see an impossibility that we can't possibly get through. And we have to lean on God. But we realize that though we do not see it yet, that his footprints are already there, his path has already been made because he has walked this before us. He has already planned this out before we even got here. He has already thought all this out before we were even created in our mother's womb, that he had loved and known us and consecrated us, that he had prepared us for this purpose, that he had prepared us for this moment. That despite all the pressures that might seem overwhelming, that might seem impossible to deal with, that even in the midst of that, that no matter what fear or impossibility, that those fears and impossibilities writhe and, and convulse in the presence of God, that no matter how impossible something might seem, that God is with us, preparing us and guiding us, and that when it comes to the point of He will split waters, He will break apart challenges, He will utilize challenges that should have taken us and instead deliver us through it, and they will allow us to find passage to something else, to a promised land, as long as we trust in Him and have respect for Him. Because we know in this sad story of those um, Israelites, they lost respect for God and started worshiping other gods. And in doing so, they ended up making a short travel um, into a very long 40-year travel. But anyway, uh, that's it for today. I just, I don't know, I really like that verse. The 19, your path led through the sea your way through the mighty waters, though your footprints were not seen. And then I just, I just really had to read the other part. It was just, it just sounds so beautiful. And I love Psalms for that because they are just very like creative, very um, poetic in a way. Anyway, as always, let's go ahead and end the prayer. Dear God, first off, thank you for your presence Thank you for your guidance. I know that you take our hand and you guide us through all of these things. And I thank you for that. I thank you for the safety, for the capability to worship you, for the capability to be free to love you, um, for forgiving us of our sins, Lord. Lord, I pray that you just continue to open our eyes to the path that you've led before us to help us to keep that trust, to give us a desire and a passion for your word. Because I know that when I keep your heart and my word, sorry, 
when I keep your word in my heart, that that keeps me from sin, Lord, that that keeps me from veering off the path that you have set before me, and that narrow is the path, Lord, and that I need your help, Lord. Keep me focused. Keep me centered on you. Let me continue to make you the thing that I worship, you the thing that I love, you the priority in my life, trusting that whenever, Lord, I am seeking first your kingdom and seeking first your righteousness, Lord, that all things will be will be given to me as well. I just pray that you forgive us of our sins, lead us not into temptation. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of HFC. I just wanted to add that last bit in the prayer was actually from the daily verse. It's um, Matthew 6, 33. It says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So just know that, you know, whoever's struggling or having some trouble right now, freaking out about those impossibilities that God is watching out for you because that was literally today's verse. Just perfect. Perfect. Anyway, thanks. Have a great God bless week.